Hello everyone, how's it going? This is uh, Davis back here for the uh, M3 podcast. Uh, we talk about movies, games, TV shows, anime, a little bit of comics, that type of stuff. A uh, lot of MCU stuff because I'm a fan of the MCU and anything comics really, anything like that. But not always just comic stuff, but uh, any type any type of movie, anything or show that's coming out, type for, for example. Um, normally I have myself and one other co-host. A couple episodes ago I actually interviewed a... Uh, writer, uh, actor in Edmonton here, and we had a discussion about Mike Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was really fun. Then I went back to my one, of my main co-host Brandon, and we had an episode there. Now this time we're going back and actually and and talking with a fellow podcaster. Uh, his name is Jesse Kim. He runs his own podcast as well uh, on Discord, and then puts it out onto YouTube as well. Um, he unfortunately is having issues with his camera, so it is going to be just me, but you'll still be able to hear us perfectly clear. So anyone that's listening on just audio pod platforms, it's going to be the same as usual anyway. But let's get into and uh, introduce Jesse. How's it going, Jesse? Good. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. This is the first time I've actually managed to go on someone else's platform and just talk about the podcast and stuff with them. So, yeah, appreciate the opportunity being here, man. Awesome. Yeah, it was fun, uh, me uh, going on to yours, too. Like, that was a really well debate. Like, it actually structured quite well. And uh, even oh, with, right. like, what was it, how many, four or five of us, something like that? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So why, so, why don't you talk about what your, your podcast is about? So, originally, you know, it just kind of, it was during maybe a couple months I mean, it was like half already half a year at that point into the quarantine and I was getting very bored with myself and I've been always I've always wanted to kind of like start a podcast of my own just to kind of commentate especially on just what it's like to actually there's a lot of things I kind of wanted to touch on in my life but I never really got to that point either because it just as I gradually added more people on it kind of the focus of the podcast really constantly shifted but Anyways, yeah, I was just born out of boredom at the time, and it was to kind of play on the whole idea. I mean, it's called the Loneliest City Podcast, so I was kind of hoping to talk about just kind of the whole city life and the irony of sense of isolation and feeling lonely despite living in a city surrounded by people. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like an idea at the time, but never really got to explore that whole idea because loneliness has been a large part of my life. It's a, uh, but I mean, well, I mean, as it grew, I think at the time, at least uh, as it grew, we just kept adding more people on. Mm -hmm. And well, I mean, a lot of people have come and gone because, you know, it's just D different reasons, different life reasons and <laughs> everything kind of just happens. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, at least like um, even without talking about certain specific things, you still able to kind of have conversations with people and you have different perspectives and hear different things and on, on different people's opinions and stuff. Right. So, yeah. um, e e even just like the one you did with me, you wanted to really deep, go deep into like kind of the film industry and stuff like that and script writing and stuff and you learned, uh, some new things. So at least even though it's not like loneliness, cause e like, um, being with people, but at least you have the environment of talking with someone and, and interacting and stuff yeah. all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've always wanted to also shift towards just being like the one person host kind of just talking and doing a lot of editing on one specific subject of mine, doing some proper research on something, but mm -hmm. never, I think, yeah, it should definitely be interesting to try someday. Well, and, we'll, um, we'll I'll, I'll try to help you out if I can. 
<laughs> Thanks, man. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, to go into um, the this episode, so basically, um, for those of you who don't know, like I said at the beginning, talking about uh, movies, games, TV shows, anything kind of media related. Um, uh, sorry. No, I'm just I'm disagreeing with what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there. So. There's been quite a few things, and I was so mad because I had more uh, topics I wanted to talk about, but I didn't have my uh, notebook at the time, so I forgot what they were. I only I only remembered three of the things that I wanted to talk about. First being yeah. the fact that uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is filming its uh, new season. It's the final season, so that's kind of good and bad because all, all good things have to come to an end, but I love that show. I think there's definitely, just like any show, everything has kind of been ups and downs. Some seasons are better than others, but... I think um, we're uh, like this being the final season. Maybe it'll be. Uh, I don't know. I kind of see the. Well, we'll see how it goes. Maybe it'll be good. But um, yeah. then I have the so like so in the not the last episode, but the last episode before I did with uh, Dallas. Him and I, we were. I was supposedly there was the Eternals, Marvel Eternals trailer. So, but that didn't end up working out. It was just yeah. a, it was just like a teaser thing at the at the time. But now there's the official actual trailer that came out, so I wanted to kind of watch that and get our opinions and think get what uh, talk about that, and then yeah, yeah, and then for me, for the talks I had on mine was uh, because I grew up watching Friends as long as like a lot of people did. I I kind of grew up slash watching like the reruns because it ended in '04, but it's been going on like forever, especially when it was on uh, Netflix as well. So they had the Friends reunion recently, and I watched that. So. Um, yeah, that was uh, it was pretty good, but it still seemed like the couple times it was like they were being a little fake, I I, I think. But uh, so I don't know if you ever really watched Friends, but we can maybe discuss that a little bit here and there. Um, yeah. Was there anything, any things that you wanted to talk about specifically? Any shows or movies or anything that you watched? Well, I could just kind of ramble about opinions regarding that, that what you've already proposed, like films wise. Like, I am quite curious about. Uh, Okay, so anyways, uh, but yeah, I've actually, I've heard the, I think I've watched the one of the trailers for Eternals, but, um, and you want to watch one of them soon? Yeah, so I, here, what yeah. I, what I'll do here is I will uh, minimize this screen. Do, do, do. And I've seen, uh, I think at least two seasons of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and I am familiar with Friends. Um, I think I've, I've mostly just come around to watching scenes on YouTube. Okay, so at least you know some of the the cliches at least. Yeah, so that's good. Oh, I thought this was—I didn't realize this was in the modern times. I thought it was taking all in, play, in place in the past. Huh. Yeah. So okay, that was the first time I've ever watched the uh, any trailers or anything regarding it, uh, other than that the one little snippet that they did uh, like a week yeah. ago or whatever. Um, or I guess it's been a little bit while after that. But first of all, do you know who like the Eternals are? Uh, no, I don't know. So, basic. I, I'm not a huge, huge actual comic like the actual comic books fan, but I do know like the any any basically movies and cartoons and stuff like that. The other mediums. So, um, I follow other things. But what I my understanding basically is that they are, um beings that have been around basically since the start of mankind essentially and they are the children i do believe of the um what is it called the 
not the eternal. No, the oh, there's. Uh, it's gonna bug me, but you know. So, have you seen uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Yeah. So you know the giant uh, skull, like nowhere. All those, yeah, those yeah, guys. yeah, I yeah. Eternals familiar. Yeah, so they're they're like the pair, like the parents of the Eternals, basically. So they're like okay. beings that have been around since the start of time, and I think essentially this might start leading into the MCU version of um of the X Men because like oh. So like, cause there's like humans, and then there's and there's other genes and stuff. That that's the other theories that's going on kind of online a little bit right now of it is that it might yeah. finally get into that. Um, yeah. But yeah, basically they're like Eternals because they've been around literally forever. They like they they don't age or anything like that. And as you saw in the trailer, there they are kind of like started humanity on the face of discovery type thing. Yeah. But. So what I, what I'm definitely curious about with this is what because it even said like we haven't interfered with anything until now. So what is the until now? Is it gonna be like the snap from uh, Infinity War or like that's definitely the big curiosity question in the room. Right. I don't know if this ties in with like they're supposed to introduce another character who is just as powerful as Thanos or something. The Asian guy. Maybe I didn't. Maybe he somehow ties into this film, but I don't know if you heard of him. Um, well, oh, oh. well, Th- like Thanos is supposed to be like one of uh, like a version of the Eternals or something like that. Celestials, that's who I was thinking of. Jesus, the Celestials. But Thanos is like okay. the mutated version. Like he's a mutant, but like of uh, Eternals, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's. But I don't know who. An Asian, what the only Asian guy is, is Shang Chi from the other movie that I know of, like that's recent right now. He's yeah, I think that's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah, because that's the no, no, that's another Marvel movie that's coming out. It's just okay, mix him up. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not re- related in any way to my knowledge, but every Marvel movie is related in some way. So yeah, yeah. um, but no, yeah, you on your on your point that um. Um, on the fact that they are literally, yeah, from all time until all the way to modern era, so yeah, uh, it's always bugged me about like the MCU universe. I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty sure the X Men are within MCU, right? Yeah, they are. Like, they never really run into each other, even though they all live in the same world, and like, there's these cataclysmic world ending events happening. You'd think some of the X Men would kind of jump in, and well, the, that's. Because for for the longest time, Mar- <laughs> Marvel, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so but like, just, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I just thought even like to the point in Deadpool, they kind of break the fourth wall. I'm pointing out like when they visit the large mansion, they I think Ryan Reynolds points out like why there's only those two X Men characters mm-hmm. because they can only afford to have those two minor characters. I've I'd never even heard of before the film came around. So it's just. We're just limited by these annoying things. Yeah, exactly. Real life issues. Yeah. Well, did you hear about the, like, this was years ago now. This is when uh, Civil War was first coming out. The whole thing with getting Spider-Man even at all. Oh, yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So now, now that Disney freaking said, screw it, I'm just buying everything. They're finally just putting everything, every, everyone in. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that one, Yeah. Yeah, with- what uh, what was the first thing that with this trailer? What was the first thing that kind of caught your attention? 
it's just yeah there's a sense of mystery of like who these eternals are they seem like all technologically advanced uh, at the beginning scene they had their their spaceship that super squarish triangle looking thing yeah. slowly appearing in the horizon just it's like I, I always get like enthralled by the world building because mm-hmm. um, there's there's all that whole be- icebergs like behind the scenes details that they they only tease at as well they don't want to bore you with excessive exposition but I just um but overall yeah I just thought actually I was a bit misled I, originally I thought this was a Marvel movie taking place in like the older times I didn't realize it'd be actually taking place right after the death of Captain Rogers was it Captain America right, he, or Captain America right he died of old age with this whole weird time traveling thing mm-hmm. I guess or maybe he's still around just old now <laughs> and uh, right the death of Tony Stark so that was a pleasant surprise so we might I'm hoping to see some of the original cast members from the previous uh, Marvel films. Well, what was the one with the Thanos? Thanos? I was like Endgame, Infinity War, and Endgame. Endgame. Right, Endgame. Yeah, uh, I, I think remember... I think if oh. anything, it will have maybe like a cameo or something at the end of like maybe Doctor Strange or someone kind of just showing up a little bit like around the end because mm-hmm. this doesn't seem like it's gonna be like it's not an Avengers movie, right? So it's it's still it's. Yeah. As if it's one of the like uh, individual characters, like Thor, or Iron Man, or Captain America, but it's a yeah. group like Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess. Yeah, right. I'm also curious what happened to those guys. There's always these open endings. I'm curious about. And that's how they get your money by answering those questions <laughs> in the next movie. <laughs> exactly. It's all about making promises. That's what I learned about from story writing. You're you're giving promises that you're constantly delivering on satisfyingly to the audience mm-hmm. kind of just egg them on to continue consuming your content or something yeah the little the little nuggets here and there you'll yeah you'll answer one question but that question that answer will open up other questions yeah. to make them want to continue reading or listening or watching whatever the yeah. medium may be man i wish i wish i, I gotta learn how to do this myself because i'm i really want to get into this whole script writing business thing you know just i, wanna, I mean not actually sell scripts of my own but i just want to learn construct them and like learn to create great stories and worlds for me to animate or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, right yeah. With the... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just was saying, yeah. Yeah. But the MCU, like, plus like they got the whole alternative timeline thing with Loki. So we all, at one point I thought he was dead and he, they brought him back mm-hmm. and they got the alternative timeline Gamora. So even though the Robert Downey Jr.'s contract is over, maybe they'll, it will renew it somehow and bring him back or cameo appearances or something, I don't know. They'll somehow bring back Iron Man, which would be pretty sick to see. I, I could I could see it yeah, I don't know. That I'm I could almost see it, but I almost not at the same time because I could yeah. see I could see like um Disney would probably want him, like want him to do it, but I don't think Robert Downey Jr. himself would. Yeah. Like I, I think he got tired of the role that it was, yeah, that was like the movie's end was a send-off for his character. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to put it into it, but still, who knows? If if there's enough money behind it, I'm sure it would work. <laughs> yeah. Everything's motivated by money. Exactly, man. It's all it is. <laughs> so, one thing I, I always uh, try to do with one, one of these here is... Uh, what is... Since this one is something... Let, let's... Let's go. What are two good things that you found about this trailer and what are two bad things you thought about it? Okay, well, maybe I could start with some of the 
things that already bug me. I just kind of suddenly know. It's just, I'm kind of, like, I've seen enough MCU films to the point where it's still, it's kind of repetitive, but then again, that's the whole point of it. It's going to be repetitive. Mm-hmm. You know? So that, and I just, since I have no familiar, familiarity with these characters, I just kind of feel a sense of, like, I don't know, who are these guys? These, <laughs> I just kind of, I don't almost care. don't care as much. Yeah, I'm not really invested in them because mm-hmm. they're just, it's like this is an entire different start with completely different characters. Mm-hmm. So I guess that kind of would be two things starting off that I don't really like too much. Something I like, uh, yeah, I guess the potential for what this might mean for the MCU universe. Yeah, that's definitely what I would like about that, seeing some old members, as I mentioned. Uh, what else do I like? I don't know. It's just action films. I just... It's fine with that <laughs> good, good action film. Uh, if that's, hopefully that's something yeah. with. No, fair enough. So the, I would say the biggest kind of uh, thing for me, like biggest like yes, is the uh, fact that Kit Harrington, Kit Harrington's in it. And okay. he, he's coming from playing uh, Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. So he's, and he's uh, oh. as a role from, he's playing Black Knight, I think it's called, basically. Uh, Marvel, kind of like Marvel's version of like, uh, like kind of like a scout. Yeah, he has a sword similar to like a Scalibur, basically, yeah. uh, where like only one who's worthy enough can wield it. it. Has the same like principle almost as like Thor's hammer, basically. So I'm gonna interested oh, to see wow. how he's going to get into the MCU and how his role is going to um, work out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other thing would I was definitely interested is the I I like the like. The ending of the trailer there, where it was almost like the like Fast and Furious, where it's like ending with a meal and it's a family thing, and it's so you can see yeah. like the kind of the love hate relationship that like any family members always have. So it looks like it's kind of actually kind of real a little bit. So it looks like the people are kind of like known a little, like not known, they're actually um, like more realistic. So mm, yeah, so that's yeah. definitely better. Um, and then uh, kind of. Did what I didn't like. Um, yeah, I'm definitely. I, I like. I, I'm a good. I'm definitely gonna agree with you with the not knowing anything about them type thing. Cause yeah. unlike the, cause it was the same issue with like Guardians of the Galaxy. Cause people were like, who the hell are that? But uh, I think there was more intrigue with the Guardians because of characters like Rocket and Groot. Cause it was like, okay, these guys are like, who are they? Yeah. But then you want to actually know who they are compared to. Eternals that are just names that comic uh, people know, and and, and I only heard about yeah. them basically. More like, fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and then. I don't know, like the uh, the graphic. I. It's kind. Of, I guess I'm kind of thinking of a good slash bad thing. It could be either or interpreted in either ways. Not knowing what the what the villain actually is, like who who are they fighting, like oh. why what's going on, is it. Is it just yeah. gonna be some random like war that's going on, or is it because of the snap from Endgame? Or yeah, I, I don't know. It's oh, gonna be. Yeah. It's very like open ended, which is kind of a yeah. good slash bad thing because it makes you want to go into you. You don't have too much spoilers right from the get get go, which trailers tend to do sometimes. Yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to reveal too much. Like, yeah, it like. Yeah, kind of like irritates me when I don't know get why they still do this. They reveal the whole like the midpoints, the main important plot points in the teaser, mm-hmm. in the trailer. I mean, <laughs> but 
I, maybe it's a marketing tactic. Uh, maybe it boosts sales for some reason when people know the entire plot. But I would assume that discourage you to even go watch the film. Well, one thing that they did, but they did ended up being a they did kind of badly was when they had uh, the Mandarin for Iron Man three. So many people were like, oh. "Oh, he's a good villain. Everyone's so hyped." And and then they did like a flip, like a wraparound or whatever. It was like, oh, right, right. yeah, and then it ended up being a bad. It was like, oh, it was, I get the like. Oh, let's introduce the villain, who he is, and all oh, everyone's gonna be hyped for the villain, and then it ends up being a, a complete bullshit part of the story. Yeah. So it it can kind of be good, but that's the same thing that's kind of like happening with like. Uh, but then there's like the other that's been on hiatus for like a year, the um, uh, Black Widow movie. Like. Oh right, yeah. They they yeah. had the trailer for so long, and they introduced like Taskmaster and everything, but. It's just, mm. yeah, it, it's going to be just such a bland move. Like, if it even goes even to Disney+, Plus, I don't, I, I have a feeling they're going to lose so much money with uh, Black Widow. Yeah. It's it's really hard for films, like, pull off, like, twists to, like, going back to the Mandarin. Like, just, like, especially recently looking, maybe that's not too recent. Like, looking at Star Wars and the amount of, like, double twists they put in the film, just con- constantly, like, there are only... They did it for the sake of misleading the audience, which wasn't just a bit unnecessary. Uh, but um, I just I don't know. It's just it's not easy for these guys to make these things. Mm-hmm. How? Yeah, I wonder how the writers get around the like, especially nowadays. Like the audiences are more. I feel like our standards have been really raised too. Like we're just harder to please as an audience. Plus we become more. I don't know, edu- educated in a way, or maybe not so. I don't know. So well, I do want yeah, can, be, because of things like like YouTube, where there's so many channels, like so many channels where it's like, oh, yeah. uh, let me break down this, let me go into this finite detail and stuff like that. Like, um, uh, Wandavision, for example, there's things of oh, this is that's what this detail means, that's what this detail means, blah blah blah, and yeah. and it's like the average viewer either didn't notice or didn't care, but when yeah. you even if you watch those type of things, it's like oh, that makes you think a little bit more, therefore. You make it see think a little bit more when the next movie comes out, especially yeah. something yeah. like Marvel, where all their movies are in some way connected. Yeah, like, like how? I don't know if you've heard of this, but apparently one of the Star Wars films actually the the writer, the director, he like he was complaining. He even admitted like there's certain video essay YouTube channels that you know they're heavy into like predicting the plot line, which like kind of ru- like forced him to just come up with this weird haywire of a plot line. For the Star Wars script, I, uh, I think I think he actually ref- specifically referred to like uh, was it the Game Theory channel? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard. Or this, film but... theory. Yeah, yeah, like the the whole YouTube culture video essays are actually having an impact on how these movies are turning out as well, which is kind of. I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if they actually really helped. Uh, maybe the impact was more negative than positive with what because you know you countless opinions are coming in. Everyone's trying to guess the plot, you know, before films even come out. And this might put further pressure on scriptwriters or whoever was involved with the story writing. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I think that's definitely a really good point because like, um, yeah, exactly. People like MatPat or new rock stars or, or whoever that do yeah. like details and stuff like that. They, yeah. yeah Cause, uh, um, Eric Voss from new rock stars literally says like, spoiler warning, if any of what I say is true, because so, like things like that will come out and then uh they're they go and then so yeah it, it makes 
I, I think it's a kind of a good thing because it makes writers kind of like not just copy and paste the same thing over and over again. So, yeah. but but then sometimes where you have uh, a formula that, a formula that works and everyone goes sees it, everyone likes it, and then it's like oh no, everyone's predicting it, and then they try to change it too much, and then it just makes the whole movie garbage, and then they end up not doing well anyway. Yeah. Right. So again, yeah, again, it's kind of like good and bad. I think. Real double-edged sword, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's probably yeah, like Marvel-related. Um, have you ever really watched? You, you said a little bit. You watched uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine a little bit, or have you? Oh yeah, that was a bit a while by now, but uh, I think I could remember a couple episodes. I'd have to kind of look it up though. Or well, because I was just gonna say because I I was a big fan. I watched um, then the entire series a couple times, I think two or three times now, because it's on Netflix, so I've watched it from start to finish. You're a big fan. All right. So, well, not the biggest fan, but enough to have it as, a, as like, a regular sit- sitcom, right? Mm, yeah. So, um, and they, the, there's been a couple times where um, it's already, they weren't sure if they were going to renew, because there was an episode where Holt was going to see if he was going to get his next promotion to be commissioner or something i think it was and it ended with okay. the ser- the season ended with him getting the news and then that was where it was going to be a series finale of uh, final with that and it was just going to be a cliffhanger final but then they got yeah. renewed um there because there was i don't know if you heard about the whole conundrum where they got they got um canceled and then got picked yeah. back up like the next day I heard about the, the out- out- online the internet outlash whatever the heck the fans were pretty upset about that mm-hmm. yeah with with that, yeah, because it was that and um, Lucifer. Has... Oh, okay, right, right. The other show, which I never yes. really saw that. Oh, that's that's another pretty good show. That was another show that has a big fan base that had same same thing that happened. Yeah. It was it got canceled, but then it got that one got picked up by Netflix, which actually ended up being a better thing because it brought it brought a higher budget towards it, so yeah. it brought it down to ten episodes instead of like twenty five. So you have a shit ton of filler episodes. Hmm. Um. But yeah, so now I saw that they are filming and going to be releasing this fall, I want to say. Either that, yeah, yeah. I think the fall is when Brooklyn Nine-Nine comes out, so it's going to start the final season of, of that show. Um, what do you, what type of stuff do you remember from, from that at all? Um, I guess, well, at the time when I was watching it, I wasn't really thinking about how right from the writer's perspective but uh i just actually in shows in general i've really learned to appreciate like there, there's more they have more room for like doing more things with the writing because you know a movie you're set with like a at most two hour time frame typically movies are like what 90 minutes Nine, 90 to two yeah nine minutes to two hours two and a half sometimes yeah. so with like sitcoms even like uh they have all the time they want to like to just draw out these character arcs and just like to really dive into the character development and stuff, which is, which is uh, I'm trying to remember some of the if I could remember some points from the show. Oh man, it's been a while. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, one of the, the fucking early early season. You said you watched season like maybe one or one or two. Um, yeah. Well, okay, here's what um I know it's like they actually early on within the TV show they. They made the two couples, the two main characters, actually start right off the bat. They kind of got together pretty fast. 
I know most shows tend to draw this out as they make this a romantic promise to the audience to get them invested. They'll even draw in like a third character to create this love triangle or something. But um, unlike the most, how most shows typically do it, they kind of like delivered on that right on the spot. Actually, I don't know how fast it was, but... Uh, it, it, in a way, yeah, because they had, well, I think they wanted to have more of like a struggle between them because Jake and Amy, they started off with a, with them being uh, rivals um, yeah. And that's how the first whole first season goes. It's their ri- the rivalry, and then yeah. I think it's it's either the end of that season or uh, second season where they uh, they actually I think it's the end of that season where they the rivalry ends and they have that are like cheap date that Jake has that goes on as like the bet, and that's where it's yeah. and then Jake like realizes that um, he actually has feelings for her in that like kind of during that date oh, type yeah, thing. Right. Season to draw that out. Never. Yeah, so it wasn't too fast. Okay. So yeah, there's a whole like, and it just starts off as like I kind of like her, and then they start officially dating. I think. Yeah. Uh, like season two or three, and then yeah, and then at the, then they go out and blah blah. And there's some relationship stuff, and there's a whole other thing, and it's whole other stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, and then they get then they get married at the end of I think it's sixth season, something like that. Yeah. And then, then the next season after that is is um, more where it really goes off the end of it being like a, a show about police drama. It end, ends up really about being about them because it's the uh, like the whole first half of the season is just their uh, their honeymoon. Okay, yeah, it has been too long. I should have. <laughs> I wish I realized we would be discussing this. I could have tried to refurbish my knowledge of this, but um. What I appreciate, but I don't know like how you watch shows, because you coming from more of a director's perspective. But like, do you find yourself keeping track of the number of subplots going on, whether they even get to the point where they have like a subplot C or something, or like even can't, trying to keep track of like how many problems they present throughout the, sh- the single episode as they continue to resolve the problem, or like I don't know, like how do you how do you typically watch a movie or a show? Uh, it it honestly depends on on the show. If it if it's a show I'm majorly invested in, I'll use Game of Thrones for example because that was the show I was really following for the show. I was just yeah. in, in like definitely invested in and just um into the story, into the characters, and the arc, and just watching it as a show. Uh, because there were a lot of people like, for example, in yeah, the yeah, yeah. final season, there was like. There was uh, flaws that came out, like water bottles on set that, that made it into the show and, and stuff like <laughs> oh, that. Really? Wow. Yeah. So you you could definitely tell that they like the showrunners were like losing their they they, they kind of that oh, a lot of people are saying that they like lost their their edge like they didn't they stopped kind of caring a little bit. Um, yeah. So it it affected the show, but I was still kind of invested in the characters a little bit enough to like still be willing to watch it. But then uh, a show like, I don't know, How I Met Your Mother, for example, um, a little bit, that'd be a little bit, it'd be like, oh, do they like forget? Like, for example, I think they, for the very first episode, the first season of How I Met Your Mother, they mentioned that Robin has like seven dogs. And then, <laughs> and then like, she's never in her apartment, like take, like you never see them, like, you only see her dogs like once or twice the entire series. Oh, and then I yeah. think... But then they kind of just throw, like, do a throwaway line of, like, oh, she got rid of them or something like that. So, yeah, yeah I, I've definitely noticed things like that where it's, like, okay, like, it's, it, yeah. it makes sense, but, like, it's just such a, yeah, just such a throwaway thing sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it all depends on, all depends on the show or movie or 
yeah, if I'm fully invested into it or if I'm looking at it, because yeah, like I've said during on your podcast, sometimes I have two brains sometimes where I, I'm listening to it in a uh, just viewer's perspective and sometimes I'm listening, watching it as the wanting to know more perspective of how things yeah, get made yeah. or notice things, yeah. Or maybe you also kind of watch for like the camera angles they're using, the lighting or something. Not necessarily the lighting, but I do, yeah, I do notice the camera angles sometimes when they, like there's been a couple times when they, they do like two people talking conversation and then they go back and forth, back and forth. And it's just super noticeable. Yeah. It's super annoying. Yeah. Especially when they have too many jump cuts, like it's fighting scenes. Oh man, they will be countless cuts sometimes. Yeah. Like that. Have you ever seen the clip from uh, Taken 3, I think it is? Taken, uh, I've seen Taken 3, I think, but I wouldn't, I have a hard time remembering. So, like so there, there's a scene with um, the, uh, the, the main character. The mom and daughter are kidnapped, right? I don't know, I haven't seen any of the, I haven't seen any of the movies, I just know the clip. It's okay. But uh, Liam Neeson is uh, like jumping over this fence, and it's like, 10 takes, 10 different angles and cuts of him trying to jump over this fence. It's like (laughs) him jumping up and then a different angle of him kind of like putting his knee up and then a slightly different angle of him putting his foot up and then a slightly different of his face kind of like as he lunges. And it's like, it's literally just a shit. Like if you, if you, I'm sure if you Google, you'll, you'll see what I mean. It's, it's really funny. Yeah. It's funny. It's so bad. There's so many like, take, cut, 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 cut. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what goes on in the editing room, but you get these over-editing things. It just, especially with action scenes, action films, I feel like they're kind of guilty of the over-editing. That that's more of a on-set decision than a editing decision, because a lot of the times it's more of a, um, you work with the footage you have. That's a, because sometimes yeah. like they're they're filming and they have so many different camera angles, and then. You look, oh, and all that footage, you have another, you have a light stand in the background, so you can't use that clip. So you have to use all these clips repeatedly or something like that, for example. Yeah. Like, man, I didn't know that, like, films typically have way more than, well, I just never really stopped to think about it. But, you know, like, typically they're 90 minutes long, but the amount of footage they actually produce to make this is, like, hours upon hours of footage in this film. Well, especially with digital, it was so, it would have been more ridiculous back in the day with film. Oh, man. They probably have reels upon reels. Or something. I, I don't know, but just the final product we get to see in the theaters, like this thing has been, it went through a process, man. <laughs> it's just interesting to think about. Well, yeah, that, that's, well, if you take, take a typical um, conversation, I'll, I'll say, so if we were sitting in a room, sitting at a table and there's me sitting on one side of the table, you sitting on the other side of the table and we're playing a game of cards. There's, there's probably one, two, three, minimum three camera angles, potentially four or five. Cause you would have, you would have over the shoulder of me looking at you, older shoulder of you looking at me, a wide, yeah. a wide of both of us from the side, so you would see the side peripheral of both of us. So that's to cut to again, and then yeah. potentially another camera or just another like zoom in shot of seeing like my hand and then seeing your hand, right? If it, for yeah. for example, so you don't, it's. And, and then it's the editor to decide, like, okay, so you're deciding, so look at your face because you're the one deci- deciding what card to play. And 
like and and if you actually have that many cameras to do it either that or if you're doing it only with two cameras then it takes even longer because you have to get all those the same shots so the editor has much footage to choose from compared to only and but it takes yeah. even longer yeah. to do it yeah and yeah, speaking of that example like like yeah i was learning a bit about the basics of like filming like they use these 180 rules or something mm -hmm. 180 rules <laughs> the 30 degree angle and like i was like like they do this for like a majority of dialogue scenes actually especially when they're sitting across or standing across from each other like just it's interesting to take note and they're doing like the whole j and l cuts i just i didn't realize how often the character that we're looking at isn't even talking mm -hmm. like they just do the, the guy's dialogue over his scene it's like i don't know it's just very interesting to appreciate and look at or yeah, and when you start kind of like learning about this stuff, even if just what you're doing, kind of reading a couple books or watching YouTube about it or whatever, you'll start yeah. to notice it more, right? And yeah. that's the reason why I'm trying to get into that as my profession because I noticed that type of stuff when I was younger, when I was like 13, oh, 14, like 15. Old, old news for you. Well, I'm, just, I'm kind of just now getting into this. Well, no, which is, per, <laughs> I, I never, like, I am still kind of just getting into it, you know? way technically but i've always noticed it and i that's yeah. but that's why i want to kind of go into it more yeah um fun. but, but I, do you feel like it kind of ruins the experience when you're like over analyzing these films and you're not mm -hmm. you find it harder for yourself to get immersed in i i have i've noticed that people don't like watching movies with me sometimes <laughs> oh yeah there was literally my like first week of living in the new place that i'm in now i think first or second week we were we were oh. watching the the mortal Kombat movie and yeah. uh and i was like oh okay i need to pause it here you need to just look at this little detail and and like he was like yeah, okay yeah. like because he knows that that's the type of person i am the guy the friend that i live with and he was like yeah well no yeah i get it okay yeah 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 and, and, like and he was <laughs> like he was fine with me saying it or whatever and but it was like I was like, okay, I'm sorry, but I just kind of have to do this, or else it's just going to be running in my brain forever. Yeah. It, it is tempting to just stop and appreciate, since, like, you know, kind of, like, how it works now. Just, like, I almost want to, like, it's illegal to do this, but I want to, like, record footage so I can, like, have my own little archive somehow. Or maybe to some extent there's some laws around this, I guess, for personal uses legal to record some things i don't know I yeah don't know. i think as long as you're not uh distributing and selling it i think you just to get like footage and just to kind of like look to see like when they do like to learn about like the when they're using j cuts and l cuts and stuff like that just like watching yeah. it visually i'm sure there's no issue with anything like that to learn about it especially seeing how they're like the editors like combining them too like it just you get crazy scenes sometimes yeah i Cuts. One thing I've definitely uh, noticed, um, so I watch a show uh, called Forge and Fire, and okay, they're so they do um, like weapons tests and stuff like that. And the big thing that they always do, they do like a flickering light effect, and it's like a slow mo like kind of flicker, and it's like a really yeah. fast like da -da 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 -da, every time they're about to hit, like hit a, an animal or like or a carcass it's not an actual okay. live animal <laughs> but just yeah. and it's and i and i keep on looking at it and i'm like okay so i wonder how okay i kind of i can think of how they might have done it but i'm not sure how they did that edit and then there's like another episode where that like strobing effect is in it but not as much and i'm like okay that i don't think it's the same editor i think they have a different editor for different episodes because it's, oh. it's edit, like i when watching that show i'm like 
they don't use it as much. It's not slow mo. This like because some episodes they use, they use more slow motion. Some episodes they use more of that flicker effect. I'm like, I think some. I think they have more than one editor for this show. Yeah. So yeah, things like part. that sometimes. Yeah, man. Who's I actually bought a book by this famous editor. I think what was his name, Paul Hirsch or something. Maybe you've heard of him. Let me look this up real quick. Yeah, Paul Hirsch. He the book's called A Long, Long Time Ago in a Cutting Room Far, Far Away. Okay. Um, or I guess you haven't heard of him, but it, yeah, he's like he kind of worked on Star Wars and some famous films like Carrie or something. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, I don't know. This is very interesting. The I'm trying to also learn as much as I can about editing because I myself want to start making my own footage with 3D work. And then I had to start learning how to implement some of these techniques. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, what's another film he did? I was trying to go through the book and see if he like gives any like practical advice, but it turns out to be more just the memoir of his works. But, but still, very interesting to read. But you, um, yeah, check it out. Do you know what I noticed from like modern day? Best way to do it is looking look up like uh, cinecom.net, uh, like or Peter McKinnon, or like like look up. Just go like go onto YouTube, look up editing tricks or good or stuff like that, and find the top like huh. five like editor like results. Watch yeah. like watch a bunch of those. That's the like because then it will show you like what the the tools are for on each pro. Like as long as you have like use like Premiere for example, if you have it, then but e- either way, even if you use a free software like Shotcut, it's still yeah, gonna be like yeah. Shotcut is yeah. it's actually a really good one for for a free video editor. It it can't handle yeah. hot really high end footage, but it has um, green green screen key. It has uh, oh, multiple yeah. layers. It has uh, audio. Like yeah, yeah. So for a, for a free editor, it works really well, and it's a really good thing to learn on. Um, yeah. And it doesn't have like a watermark like like a lot of uh, free editors. So um, yeah, if you just go into YouTube and search uh, fast editing tips, and then go for a shortcut or something like that, you'll probably still get pages of of results for that. And it's yeah. a really good way to learn. That's how I'm learning. Premiere and DaVinci, like, because I'm learning both programs at once right now. Well, I'm, I already technically know how to use them, but I'm learning better techniques, faster ways. Right. I heard Resolve's pretty good for compositing. I was trying to learn a bit about compositing with, like, the nodes on the Blender end. I mean, you can you do a lot of stuff with it, but um, I guess it's better to kind of, like, use a dedicated software for that, such as Resolve. Or, yeah. Like, or what's it called? Nuke or something? Or, I don't know, but... Yeah, I gotta refurbish them. And also, you're right about the whole YouTube thing. Like, I've, the most practical, useful information I've been learning is just straight off of YouTube tutorials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like going for the first few results. Yeah, and and some of them even have a, like a Google Drive link that you can like download the exact same footage from them. So you could literally just oh, really? save save that footage. Yeah, I don't remember his name, but I think his name. Uh, it's, I would have to really look at look for, it, but I think his name is like <laughs> Jesse or something like that. But he has a. Uh, a tutorial on YouTube and he has generic footage that you can go and download that footage and you can edit it the exact same way that he does, or you can kind of do whatever you want with it and just, just to learn. Oh. And it's, and it's like All a right. minute, minute and a half of footage or something like that. I think it, and I think it is for shotcut. If I remember correctly. I like this guy up. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I, I'll, I'd love to check him out. I'll, I'll refine, I'll refine it and I'll, uh, I'll send you the link. Yeah. Sorry. I got a bit off topic with what I was going at. So you were, you were originally talking about 
Brooklyn Nine Nine or something. Or oh, whatever. This this is always fun. <laughs> I just want I just wanted it as like a kind of generic generic topic. It doesn't. I I, I like talking about this stuff and and oh, okay okay good. yeah okay. going just kind of going with the flow. If you have questions for me, I, whatever. It's always fun. I, I like I said, I just had those as kind of like generic kind of uh, things to kind of wrap the conversation around, basically. And then, yeah. but since um. Since you're, you're wondering, I, I don't care. I don't mind asking, answering some questions. Yeah, like it's your show, why not? So just, just checking. But also, maybe later if we have time, we could, or even afterwards. I'm always down to talk about stocks. That's also a, kind of a passion of mine. Like, um, I do need to learn more about that. I have <laughs> that. I am curious about what you. Yeah, we'll talk about that, that later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So. Um, well, okay. So then, to bring it back into the conversation of the M three part, then so. Um, yeah. So still another another sitcom older, but uh, Friends they had their um, the reunion show just the other day, and um, yeah. I I was always a friend uh, not a, like again not a huge huge fan of it, but I definitely if I'm thinking correctly I'm pretty sure I've seen every episode all ten seasons and everything like that. Oh wow! Um, um, but well because because it's it's 1994 to 2004 and is when it ran and i was born in 92 so i definitely wasn't old enough to watch it when it was like in the 90s early 90s but i definitely watched a little bit as a kid with my parents but throughout the early 2000s like 2000 so 2005 to say 2012 for example they constantly ran reruns and hell i think to this day they run reruns on on channels and stuff like that and And for a while, it was on uh, Netflix in Canada, too. So, like, yeah. a lot of people have watched it. Um, have you ever... Did you watch any any of that show at all, or...? But, uh, not not really, but I, I really appreciate what this show kind of is. Like, just it set a standard for all sitcoms that were to come and to, to continue coming. Like, this show is, like, Jerry Seinfeld. Like, this dude is a legend. Like, he's a legend to me. He's also... I don't know if you've seen some of his stand-up. You're confusing shows here, my guy. Wait, wait, whoa, what the, am I? You're confusing Seinfeld with Friends. All right. Wait, I'm pretty sure he was, whoa, what the heck? Sein- yeah, Seinfeld yeah. and Friends are completely different shows. <laughs> okay, well, <clears throat> never mind then. Forget what I said about Jerry Seinfeld, but <laughs> I. Well, uh... continue, well, continue your point. Let's, let's see if you can, if you can bring it back. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I, I'll just. I don't know. Have you heard of any of his stand up or yeah. do you watch any comedy? Uh, oh, of course. I, it's been a while since I've watched anything Jerry Seinfeld, but uh, well, except for uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. Oh, you see? Okay, I've seen. Maybe you heard Bill Burr. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bill Burr's. Uh, uh, Bill Burr. <laughs> well, he yeah, because his show um, F is for Family on Netflix. Yeah. Um, like, oddly enough, it's like trying to study comedy and comics this is what actually eventually led me to learning about writing and script writing it's a weird transition but i was like not now but at one point i kind of wanted to learn how to do stand-up which i'm glad yeah, i did me too. too that's oh you did wow yeah no well I, I did a little bit improv and that's it oh yeah it takes balls to be like a stand-up like you just you're constantly being kept humble too like people will just man people are vicious mm-hmm. like, you just take it's a whole nother breed to be willing to do that. But, um, yeah, I just, so like kind of from that angle, like Jerry Seinfeld, he's just like, he managed to make an entire show about nothing. Well, and that's an overstatement, but it's just this ability to just talk about 
like make a joke out of ketchup something so mundane and it's his comedy is so clean it's like there's no swearing mm -hmm. it's very i don't know i'm almost like marveling at it just how he managed to pull this off like he definitely was like uh like he set a standard for his industry sure but i don't know if that uh no i'm trying i'm trying to think because kind of. like well he was really popular in the, in the in the 90s and then yeah he made his show up literally about nothing about just conversations just with his couple of friends and 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 everything like that and just living in in new york and seeing the same people and kind of trying to get through life and and that getting yeah. get through life is what his stand-up's about yeah but he and with but, his when, when crazy it comes voice. like modern storytelling like pete there's the amount of writing that goes in to tell these grandiose stories and these plot lines and here's this guy with his show that ran for how many seasons just yeah like <laughs> seinfeld i wait maybe it was actually a lot shorter than i expected i think it was only like five or six Oh yeah, still though, that's not that's not too bad. For well, of of course, some some shows yeah. only get like don't even get past their first season. Like I think the statistic is yeah. like eighty percent of shows only get past, don't even get past their pilot. Yeah, like, and, like, um, I don't know. Like, how do you pull that off? But let's uh, find that. I think something like that. Maybe I'm, I'm just spitballing, speculating here, but uh, I think it might be. Um, easier in the 80s and 90s compared mm. to now yeah. because yeah, of yeah. going back to like what you said earlier about how audiences um we we know more we ex expect the same things so yeah. that back then um just doing something like that com compared to oh, say Magnum PI that was a show that was in the uh, 80s and um it was just it, it did that rinse and repeat like the new here, here's here's him here's the bad guy oh here's who i think it is oh it's not him Here, here's yeah. who it actually is rinse and repeat series so then yeah. going into like something like seinfeld it was it was because of that uh p that pitch of it's a show about nothing was why it was so like groundbreaking at the time um but if you did something like that today i don't think people yeah. have the attention span because of youtube and tiktok and vine and and Instagram reels, like everything's like so quick, yeah. like snaps, like so. Just having a, a show about people sitting and talking about, uh, yeah, like like the crumbs, like what happens to the like crumbs off uh, off of a bun or whatever the hell it's about. Yeah. It even though it's still it's not just a conversation, but it's you know I I don't think it would have worked as well nowadays compared to what it was back then. Yeah, I guess it was just at the right place and right time. Where when he came around, but um, hmm. mm -hmm. that's funny then, that you thought I was talking about Seinfeld when I was talking about Friends. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> they both were iconic shows of the '90s, so can't believe I mixed that up. Oh man! But do you have you seen Friends? Yeah. I'm, okay. Let me. I'm pretty sure I have seen Joe, Joey, Monica, Rachel, Chandler. Yeah, I, I know what this. I have. I just never really. Well, how old, how old are you again? I'm <laughs> 26. Oh, okay. Well, oh, you're definitely old enough to, to know what it is. Like, I've seen it on the TV, walking by in the living room, and I've sat down and watched a couple episodes. I just don't really remember anything. Oh. From it. See, I, I think for, for me, that was 
things like that were part of my life growing up. That's kind of why I'm into like the industry that I'm trying to get into, I think oh, is because, yeah. so I, I have memories of like one of my main memories from when a kid was watching the, the like shows on, on TV, like at dinner time or whatever, right. Whatever show it may be. Um, something like, yeah, something like Seinfeld, Friends, Simpsons, uh, that 70s show, like, uh, a bunch of things like that is the reason why I kind of got into what I'm trying to get into is to connect with it. Yeah. Right. Cause like, yeah. uh, a lot of people say, said about TV shows in like the, you know, like a lot of people say, Oh, like TV shows, video games, that stuff's going to rot your brain. But like, it's, it, it's such a culture. Nowadays, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pop culture is, is where life is. And that's what you reference. Like, well, apparently you don't watch the same things as I do, but I, I have issues with everyone I talk to uh, about that. I, I apparently bring up, talk about shows that are really like, like really well known, but everyone else I talk to about it doesn't know anything of what I'm talking about. It's not fair. Uh, <laughs> sorry, man. I should, I guess I should have mentioned it to you uh, before I called no, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about. But well, I'll, I'll just go off of this then was based off of the reunion that I was Oh, right, right, right. Um, yeah. The fact that I was actually, like, in my room, like, laughing out loud because of, like, so many of the iconic lines and scenes. And it was just some mm -hmm. they because they, they showed some of the scenes from um, some of the, like I said, the iconic things that are going on and everything. And and then yeah. there was definitely some, like, sad parts because, um, as you kind of were saying, like, it's known, like, it's known worldwide. And there was definitely some emotional moments. And... That's where, um, what was I saying with like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, how you brought up that uh, it was a quick, like it was a, by the, basically by the end of the season, they, the two main characters, um, like kind of in a way got together in compared yeah. to Friends where it was such a will they, won't they for over yeah. 10, like 10 years that like it was such a long drawn out thing. Yeah, yeah. They, they really took their time delivering on that. And it was such a, well, it was not only that, it was like a, such a strong back and forth between everything too. Yeah. So like, it, it's just because, um, that was such a thing that like, it was iconic for so many people. Right. Um, so did they get together? <laughs> what happened? Uh, <laughs> the series. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Because okay. she was okay. like Rachel, she was supposed to leave to some other city or whatever she gets on the plane and then it cu cuts back to ross's like apartment and and the listening to the answering machine of like whether she got back and then he's it's him like like uh, trying to figure out oh my god what did she do what she do and then it cuts to her like knocking on the door and it's such a oh like you have the oh. yeah and then the series like, ends with everyone leaving the main apartment to kind of move on with their lives man the premise of the show is literally just friends living in an apartment together, like. Uh, yeah, it's based off of like, <laughs> like twenty, like twenty-five year old, twenty-seven, like okay. or mid, mid to late twenty-year-olds living in New York, and they had the basic two main apartments that lived across from each other, basically, yeah. and then another set for like one other apartment or whatever that you never really saw basically and like the central park yeah. it was the the coffee shop basically where they all went to hang out and talk about stuff or before they go to work or whatever and 
they and like a couple of people like one guy joey he's he's uh an a struggling actor and is trying to like break out and trying to get into life and so it was it was a um definitely a lot of like um what if scenarios of like okay let's what if i didn't get this role how do i get like how do i make money yeah. it was such and then there was but looking back at it so many people nowadays have been looking back at it of like Oh, a group a group of six twenty somethings living in New York City. How, like, but yet they're all white. Like, <laughs> so many things that uh, wouldn't happen yeah. nowadays, right? Yeah. Or um, or so many people. It's same. It's the same thing that happens with uh, how I met your mother. It's like, how the fuck can someone afford to live in such a big apartment that they do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, Homer Simpson, like he works. He, he makes good money to be able able to like live in a decent home. Support family. Like, yeah, exactly. As he must have a damn good salary, considering he fucking has yeah. a has a mortgage and two cars and three kids. He and the car sometimes he wrecks the house, and he's just the next show. He's just back. Everything's back to normal. TV <laughs> magic. Yeah, he's actually quite well off, even though they show him as such an incompetent person. Like, he's actually quite successful compared to most of us. <laughs> like, I'm well. Still the- <laughs> well, uh, technically, uh, he is the safety manager of the uh, safety oh. supervisor of the power plant. Technically, yeah, he's like he's like a chief operator or something. Yeah, which well, it's so crazy. On yeah, or that's like um, the clip in. Have you ever watched Futurama? Oh uh, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so there's the episode when they're trying to watch the old TV show from the '90s or whatever, and Fry ends up by saying like. By the end of the episode, everything goes back to normal, <laughs> and then it's just all on fire. But that, yeah, and that and that happens in, sit- in sitcoms. It still is that same rinse and repeat type thing, but it's like like you said, because it's a show, it's drawn out. You can develop the characters more. Right. There's there's two distinct type styles of way of resetting the story or the plot for these TV shows. They I think Rick and Morty doesn't entirely reset. They they have still some. They maintain continuity with some minor changes mm-hmm. on the character and the world they live in by the end of the show. So unlike Family Guy and yeah, shows like Simpsons, they they just do a full reset at the end of every show. Yeah, because Simpsons has been going on for 30-plus years. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember the name of this style. Or Anyways, yeah, you've probably heard of it, but it's just interesting. to I, Like when I watch shows... Like I'm always wondering, like how they're gonna wrap it up near the end, and how they're going to reset it. And when they continue with the next show, I'm kind of watching like what they decide to continue to on in the plot wise but, or the world. But what's funny about uh, Simpsons is that they like they even like acknowledge things have happened in the past. Like you, if you look at the basement or like the attic of the Simpsons house, you see oh. bits and pieces of things that have happened in previous episodes, like like okay. like random items or whatever. But the kids and everything is still all the exact same age and everything like that. So I, I think there are there are different like different theories of that like, this is all in Homer's like med, like uh, concussions mind or something like that. Like, yeah. like there's because people online like to bring up a reason for everything, right? Like yeah, why why that exactly. aged? Yeah, like how Bart's been like how old? Is he? He's like twelve for like over 10. a decade now. Or 10, yeah, he's 10 for, like, over yeah. 30 years or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's been multiple episodes of The Simpsons where it's, like, how how they met 
and it's uh, the original. Since the original episode was in 1989, they would have met in high school in the 60s. So it showed uh, yeah. Marge with like, like float, like hippie clothes and whatever as as a teenager. And then, yeah. and then um, now that it's been going on, there's been other episodes that have shown like Homer and Marge in the past, but they're in the they're in oh. the 90s, and then it's like a Friends parody. Yeah, or yeah. or the Family Guy crossover where Bart gets his ass gets punched by Nelson, and Stewie goes like, "How long has he been treating you like this?" And Bart goes, twenty oh, four <laughs> years." <laughs> yeah, they're self aware. Yeah, <laughs> and then was it like I think Peter pointed out he thinks everyone looks like they have hepatitis because they have like yellow skin or something. Yeah. <laughs> do you know actually the the reason why they are yellow skin? The the whole reason Matt Groening decided to do that. Oh, why is that? Because he wanted the yellow skin to pop to be noticeable when you're flicking through channels, like when it was cable and you would just flick before oh. like guys or anything, and you would just go up and down, up and down. They wanted the yellow skin yeah. to kind of like pop out and kind of catch your eye so that you would stop and be intrigued yeah. by it. Right. It's Simpsons is a very saturated, colorful like show, like like um the way colors pop out at you mm-hmm. in the backgrounds. Yeah, the orange house, the yeah, yeah, yeah the... it's just fun to look at. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a real genuine just cartoon cartoon. Yeah, like yeah. But then uh, going back to what you said about like Rick and Morty, um, that how you said that made me think of how technically Rick and Morty from whatever season we're on now are not the same Rick and Morty from the first season. Oh right, there's this there... theory that we're looking at different Rick and Mortys, and they 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 ditched their original family. Yeah. Yeah, the, they buried their their own selves in the backyard, and then yeah. and then Morty goes through a full like crisis about like existential crisis whether he's the right Morty in this family and yeah. Like, oh man, that show is just I I it's fun to watch. Have you watched the other show, Polar Solar Solar Opposites? Oh yeah, yes I have. I got really invested in their C plot with like the the mini people. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the that whole was... the whole murder by a by yeah. a cricket, quote unquote. The drowning mouse that's getting milked. <laughs> yeah, it's so bizarre. Like the the few times the the subplot really takes over the show is like, like they've managed to pull it off for me. Mm-hmm. Like that, I'm always like disinterested in the subplot, but the complete opposite happened with that. I think it was like, was it that was like the second season, wasn't it, with the the mini people living in like the ant. No, no, that that's they only have two. They only have two seasons. It was only like the second or third episode of the entire series. Oh, okay, yeah, because yeah, no, no. there's only yeah, my memory is just horrible. <laughs> I, I think there's only two seasons of Solar Opposites. Two, maybe three. I'm I'm kind of watching it now, so I don't remember if there's two or three. But yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that that started happening in like the the like second or third ever episode, something like that. Yeah, because it goes I into think... this whole like war and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't know if that's just Justin Roiland's spinoff. Like, I don't think Dan Harmon's involved with Solar Opposites, or perhaps you would know this better than me. Uh, I think you're correct on that. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that's yeah, because Dan Harmon, yeah, because Dan Harmon is or who is it? I don't remember. One of the two are are creators, or co-creators of Community. Yeah, that was Dan Harmon. Yeah, that was Harmon. Yeah, so it was yeah. Harmon was not is not involved in Solar Opposites. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Yeah, because uh, who? Who goes? Who's the uh, does Rick's voice? 
Yeah, it's Justin Roiland who does the two voices. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's just talking to himself while sipping sodas to make himself burp or something. Soda? No, it's definitely not soda. He takes shots of tequila. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, he said he's dr- he drinks beer some on occasion. Yeah, or something. I don't know. But yeah, there's been, definitely been clips. But that. Well, <laughs> um. Anyway, that's the, I'll, I'll whatever. Sorry, I was gonna say that that's definitely off of Rabbit Shell again, but who cares? It's still into the same theme, so I, I don't even I'm care. About that. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't care. This is definitely this is definitely uh, more interesting than at least it's more two sided. Yeah. Um. So well, okay. Well, we'll go off of off of that then. What about um the world of like South Park uh, sticking into uh, adult cartoons? Did you ever watch South Park? I'm a little, yeah, I watched a lot of South Park growing up. I'm a little concerned of the damage it might have done to my mind. <laughs> it was, I, looking back at some episodes, I could, I was younger, I didn't realize how obse- absurd and horrible some of the thing, the humor was. But um, I think that's the reason why I won't point out like a really messed up dark sense of humor because of this <laughs> show. Like I used to be obsessed with Family Guy and mm-hmm. uh, South Park. Yeah, yeah but, uh, as, as a lot of people were, because... <laughs> well, they both started around the same time because South Park started. Family Guy started in '99. South Park started in '90. What? No, in like 2001, something like that. that. I don't keep track of that stuff. Yeah. I'm just such a mindless consumer of this stuff. I just. <laughs> uh, I used to be happier too. I just, I just, I could be satisfied just watching these things. I remember just tuning in, eating back chips. So these are my earliest memories. Oh yeah, exactly. Nostalgia feels for the win, and and yeah. Um, that and, I'm sorry. What, what about South Park? No, I was just gonna ask to see if you really watched because I I watched a, a a little bit. I was just that was another show that I thought of as a like adult cartoon because yeah. um, that pulls into conversation that people I, I heard uh, not too long ago about um, saying that. Cartoon like cartoons aren't for or, or, or sorry cartoons are only for kids which is not true so considering true. cartoons are like especially unless you have like toddler cartoons even like yeah, younger yeah. kid cartoons have yeah. more adult content in them too like Disney or anything as yeah. well right yeah uh, it, 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 when you like go back to watch films like SpongeBob, even like there's portions like like there are certain segments, these little bits, these jokes that flew over your head as a kid. And going back as an like an adult now, just kind of looking at these, it just holds another layer of like appreciation for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they definitely knew what they're doing, and they're writing to two different audiences. Oh yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> it, it's what gets uh, people into like like anime too, right? Yeah. Like you you watch uh, Dragon Ball Z, uh, Naruto, Yu Gi Oh. Pokemon oh, as a kid yeah. and then yeah. then as you yeah and then when you watch it older when you're older you notice Hinata has big boobs and <laughs> right and like uh, or you know someone or or Goku is completely jacked and shredded right for like girls or whatever right he's like a horrible father is this- <laughs> oh my god he's a terrible father this guy sucks I would- <laughs> someone called child support you- child support can't even help Gohan <laughs> father just grabs him goes beat the shit out of him just to make him more powerful and just in like this weird time room thing i don't know time, yeah the time capsule yeah, you're definitely right about that yeah, yeah. so it, exactly it's so it's so funny when people say stuff like that but like and th- and that's one of the things that got me uh like 
really into uh, anime because I, I watch, like I said, like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Dragon Ball. I watched all those as a kid, so I don't really kind of count that as my uh, launch into into anime. But uh, yeah, since yeah. quarantine, I, in quarantine last year, the f- like full lockdown, I watched. Yeah. I started watching Naruto because um, it was oh, nice. it, it was available on Netflix, and so I watched all <laughs> that, and then I watched got into Shippuden, and now I'm getting hard like hardcore into anime to the point that as i discussed in your podcast i want to do yeah. a version of an anime clip in live action like oh yeah yeah so hey man i still gotta look at that scene you're talking i think i actually saw a bit of that scene he was fighting deku on the stage the fire ice guy yeah right deku yeah. yeah Todoroki was fighting is fighting deku is this is the scene i i want to try to make i don't know it's probably going to be definitely a lot lower, uh, like YouTube quality than what I imagine in my head. It's probably going to be more of a kind of joke thing, I think, than what it's going to actually be. I don't think I'm going to Very actually have any, though. but I think it will still be fun. Like, what kind of lens do you want to use, or like? No clue. I'm probably just going to use my camera, my my regular DSLR, and just or slash, slash my phone, like maybe my phone. Yeah. yeah. Or any of the people that want to film, see whatever camera they have. I honestly don't have any. I have no budget to, to decide any of those factors. Like, lenses are just, they have a mortgage of their own just to, like, buy, uh, you have to rent these things out. It's its crazy, like, the, how expensive they are. Mm-hmm. Well, when you when you go to, like, pitch to try to get a budget for a short film or a, or, or a show or whatever you want to do, you add, part of the budget that you have to do to propose is renting, how much will it cost to rent the gear because it's yeah, pointless yeah. to... Oh man, to own it. Like, what? You, like, you gotta get everything. Like the lights, the little boom stick. What do you call it? the, the micro stick? Yeah. The, the, I don't even know what they are, but boom man, they're all just—they're all an arm and a leg. Actually, beyond that, I think they're worth more than your organs. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, a red camera with lens is, uh, I think, close to fifty grand. Holy. Or there are some cameras that expensive. I don't know if a red is, but. Probably that's one of that's Reds and Aries are are the um cinema actual cinema cameras. So yeah, I'm just gonna since it's for for YouTube for my very small, very 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 small YouTube channel, uh, I'm definitely just using like my phone, um maybe my maybe my GoPro and my actual DSLR or whatever cameras that uh, any yeah. people that that can help will be willing to use. Yeah, that that definitely be fun though. Just gotta find the the right people. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I think that's where we're going to end it there. We'll we'll kind of wrap it there. It's kind of like a bit of a uh, ending then. Um, Yeah, this is fun, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I will have your uh, podcast linked down in the description below and we'll probably have you have you again and maybe have a couple other people next time. Maybe we'll have uh, uh, maybe two like you and two, maybe two other people all then try to do like a big roundabout one on my channel again. And again, uh, anytime you want me to help you with yours, I'm, I'm definitely down. So, All right. Um, yeah, I, so that's where we're going to end it. Uh, thank you, everyone, yeah. for listening. If you uh, like anything, movies, games, TV show, anime, any type of that type of stuff, make sure to uh, five stars or rate it anywhere available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, any pl- listening platforms, or like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. It really helps out a lot. Uh, share it with any people that you know that like that type of stuff. Um, and, 
yeah, make sure to check out uh, Jesse's podcast again, linked below as well. If you want to hear his content, his is just audio only. I think that's the reason that that's my guess why he didn't want to be on camera. I think he doesn't, he just gave me a reason that his camera doesn't work, but he just, I think he's just BSing me, but. What? <laughs> I, I am on desktop. I have to, I don't know. I have but, to probably buy a new camera. Oh, I'm totally joking. Um, do you have anything else you want to throw out there before we call, before we cut it? Uh, no, we're, we're good. I appreciate the shout out. Yeah. Uh, Alrighty then. Okay. Thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you later.